1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome to the KDLM Sports Wrap, everybody. On a Friday, we made it. As always, lots to get to. Recapping the last 24 hours in sports. High school action last night. Have a game, Spencer Bergman of the Detroit Lakes hockey team. We'll talk about that coming up. More hockey on the way. Gophers losing two games to Notre Dame last weekend, falling from number one to number four in the polls. I don't think this game is going to help them get back to the number one, but it was a good rebound game for the Gophers against Arizona State last night. Gary Kubiak has retired, so the Vikings now officially in the market for a new offensive coordinator. And second half of the sports trap will be joined by head coach of the Laker girls basketball team, Rachel Johnson, as they fall in Pequot Lakes last night. Night. But first, let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports, beginning with some high school football, uh, high school football scores, blah, high school hockey scores. Rewind time. Detroit Lakes traveling to Prairie Center area last night. How about Spencer Bergman last night? The junior, four goals in a 9-3 win over Prairie Center. Tommy Fritz, Jake Green, Jacob McAllister, and Braden Wimmer also getting on the score sheet as the Detroit Lakes Lakers move to 2-1 and one on the season and pick up their first mid-state win. Lakers return to the ice next Tuesday when they host undefeated Red Lake Falls. Elijah Blow between the pipes last night, picking up his first win of the season. Other boys hockey scores from last night. Park Rapids area beating Breckenridge Wapiton 2-1. Moorhead falling to St. Michael Albertville last night 4-3. And Alexandra hanging a 10 spot on Sock Rapids Rice. They win that game 10 to four in high school girls basketball last night. Girls basketball their first road game of the season and fell to the Pequot Lakes Patriots 71-61 as the comeback bid falls short. Lakers had the lead with 13 minutes to go, then fell behind at giving up an 11 to nothing run. In the end, Lakers running out of gas, comeback effort drawing just short. Lakers led last night by Alex Betcher finishing with 30 points. Top scorer Sarah Tangen sat out last night due to an ankle injury. Lakers now 2-2 two and two on the season and 1-2 and two in mid-state conference games. Lakers look back to bounce back when they travel to take on another conference opponent next Tuesday. They're going to head to Park Rapids to take on the Panthers, then take on the same Pequot Lakes Patriots next Thursday at the Ralph Anderson Gymnasium. Other scores in high school girls basketball last night. Parker's Prairie over Underwood 49-40. Crookston over Park Rapids, 54-18. Ada Bora beats Park Christian in Moorhead last night, 50-35. Holly over Breckenridge, 57-39. Purim holds on to beat Frazee, 52-48. Thief River Falls, winless no more. They pick up a win over Warroad last night, 40-35. And Minoman Wabin beating Norman County East Eulen Hitterdahl, 67-50. Here's Walker. Down low. Back to Walker. He scores. He scores. Two hat tricks in a game for the Gophers. Johnny Walker gets his, and it's 10 nothing. 10 nothing. the final. Number four, Minnesota Golden Gopher men's hockey team over Arizona State at 3M Arena at Mariucci last night. Last time Gophers scoring 10 goals in the game was a 10-3 win over Minnesota State back on January 17th, 2004. Hat tricks from Brandon McManus and Sammy Walker, like you heard right there. Jack Fontaine picking up his third out shutout of the season. The pair of hat tricks made mark the first time that the Gophers have recorded multiple hat tricks in a game since three Gophers did it in a 12 to 1 win over Alabama Huntsville on November 1st, 2002. It was Troy Riddle, John Wabel, and Thomas Vanek. 
13 golfers tallied points in Thursday's win against including eight skaters with multi-point games. McManus had three goals and an assist. Scott Reedy had four assists. Blake McLaughlin had two goals and two assists. Uh, head coach of the Gopher men's hockey team, Bob Motzko, talked about some of those individual performances, including a four-assist game from Jackson Lacombe. Well, he, he's just going to keep gaining confidence. Uh, he, he's such a terrific player and just a, a, a wonderful young man. And and he's still, I, th- I think, you know, and I'll lump that, those young defensemen, the Kester and Johnson and, and Faber, uh, they're scratching the surface. And, and um, you know, for this, a big momentum builder for him. And his great pass that he, when he sent Walker in. Mm-hmm. We saw that same play in the World Juniors against Finland uh, mm-hmm. where, where he finds a guy through the gut. And, and uh, these, are, these are games where, you know, you gain confidence in, in what you're doing. And I just think he controlled Like, our D controlled the play tonight. And, and it, that was great to see. Gover Hockey takes on Arizona State tonight again at 3M Arena at Mariucci. Well, the Vikings officially now in the market for another offensive coordinator. They're they're fourth in as many years as Gary Kubiak has announced his retirement, ending a career in the NFL that spanned 36 seasons as a player and a coach. Began his career as a backup quarterback with the Denver Broncos behind John Elway. And parlayed that experience into a successful coaching career, winning the Super Bowl as the head coach of the Broncos with Peyton Manning at the helm, working for John Elway in Super Bowl 50. In a statement from Kubiak, he says, It's been the honor of my lifetime to work for 36 seasons as an NFL player and coach. I'll miss the competition, the planning, game days, and being part of the team. But more than anything, I'll cherish the friendships I've made along the way with players coaches and staff. I love the game of football and will forever be its biggest fan. Kubiak spent the final years of coaching in Minnesota where he was offensive con- an offensive consultant last season with Kevin Stefanski then became the full offensive coordinator this season when Stefanski took the head coaching job in Cleveland. And so the search begins for the fourth straight year offensive coordinator the sixth offensive coordinator in 8 seasons here is if I was a betting man here is what I say the Minnesota Vikings are going to do with their OC vacancy now before I even get started no the Vikings are not going to hire Eric Bieniemy away from the Kansas City Chiefs Bieniemy was I thought the the leading candidate for a head coaching job the only coaching job available yet in the NFL is Houston and with the way that Deshaun Watson is acting in Houston, I want nothing to do with the Houston Texans. Bienemy was a running backs coach here uh, years ago. He was the running backs coach when Adrian Peterson ran for 2,000 yards that one season. The reason I don't think Eric Bienemy has a head coaching job is because I don't think he really wants a job other than what's waiting for him when Andy Reid retires. Are you going to go to a, a messy situation in Philadelphia? Or are you going to go to Jacksonville? Are you going to go to the Jets? No, you're going to wait it out with Andy Reid. Once Andy Reid retires, you're going to take the reins of a team that's been to the AFC Championship game three consecutive seasons, that won the Super Bowl last year, has a legit shot to get back to the Super Bowl this year, it's got Patrick Mahomes, great offense, great defense. Why are you going to go to the Jets? 
and leave all that behind. You're not going to come to the Vikings with the. Well, they'll, here's what they'll do: is they'll they'll give him the offensive coordinator, and when they fire Zimmer next season or don't bring him back, then they'll give him the head coaching job. That's that's not going to happen. Eric Bieniemy would be a fool to leave what he has in Kansas City. Here is what the logical choice for the Vikings to do, and we've seen them do this time and time again: is they're going to continue to promote from within. If I was a betting man. I would bet hard cash money that Clint Kubiak, current quarterbacks coach for the Vikings, gets promoted to offensive coordinator. I think that was the deal when when Gary took the job this season. He said, I'll take it just kind of as a Band-Aid for Clint to eventually get promoted and take the job. So I think that Clint Kubiak will be running the offense in 2021 and then, kind of a, a bonus, I think that wide receivers coach Andrew Janako going to move into the quarterbacks coach role. Because I think Janako has more experience with quarterbacks. I think he played quarterback in college than with wide receivers. A little shake up there. So really, the big question is who are the Vikings going to hire as their new wide receivers coach? That's, that's the question that we should all be asking ourselves. In terms of national sports, some Olympics news. Japan is considering canceling this year's Summer Olympics. On the rocks again, multiple reports to the Japanese government has concluded the Tokyo Olympics will have to be canceled due to the ongoing pandemic. The country is now focused on securing the next available games in 2032. The Tokyo Olympics were already pushed back from 2020 due to the coronavirus. Japan's Deputy Chief Cabinet Secretary is denying the reports. In NFL news, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to make Nick Sirianni their next head coach. ESPN reports Eagles will hire the Indianapolis Colts offensive coordinator to replace Doug Peterson. Sirianni spent the last three seasons with the Colts. 39 years old, has also worked for the Chiefs and the Chargers. Doug Peterson was fired by the Eagles earlier this month after five seasons with the team. Philly finished 4-11-1 this season following three strip trips to the playoffs, including, you know, that Super Bowl win at U.S. Bank Stadium. Dwayne Haskins has another job. Now the backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've signed the disgruntled first-rounder to a one-year contract. 23-year-old Haskins was released by Washington after a Week 16 loss to Carolina. He has 12 touchdowns and 14 interceptions in 16 career games since Washington drafted him with the 15th overall pick out of Ohio State in 2019. The NBA COVID-19 postponement tracker now up to 20 games. The league has officially called off three more Memphis Grizzlies games, essentially shutting the team down in hopes of curbing the spread of the virus within the organization. The Grizzlies had already had Wednesday's game in Portland wiped out and will now miss today's contest with the Blazers. The Grizzlies will also miss a two-game series with Sacramento that was scheduled for Sunday and Monday in Memphis. That makes 20 postponements overall this season including last Friday Wolves versus these very Memphis Grizzlies. Second half of the sports wrap. We're getting head coach of the Laker girls basketball team, Rachel Johnson, on the phone. Her team is 2-2 two and two through the first week of competition, losing on the road last night to Pequot Lakes. We'll recap the loss and look ahead to, to next week. Park Rapids and a rematch against Pequot Lakes at home next Thursday night. Head coach Rachel Johnson next on The Wrap. Westwood One presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history. Sponsored by Merrill Edge Self-Directed. Super Bowl 23 between the Bengals and 49ers was one of the closest of all time. 
It was the first Super Bowl to ever be tied at the half, and the teams were never separated by more than one score. With just over three minutes to go in the game, San Francisco trailed Cincinnati 16-13, but quarterback Joe Montana orchestrated a 92-yard drive to glory. Montana is back to throw. He looks and throws in zone. Touchdown! Touchdown! To John Taylor with 34 seconds left. And the 49ers lead by three. And the extra point would put the nail in the Cincinnati coffin. The Niners won 20-16 to capture their third Super Bowl title in as many tries. And second versus the Bengals in eight seasons. I'm Scott Graham, Westwood One Sports. Westwood One presents NFL 101, a weekly officiating tutorial with former referee and current CBS Sports Rules Analyst, Gene Steratore. This week on NFL 101, we're going to talk about a very controversial play that occurred in the Cleveland-Kansas City playoff game. When a football is fumbled from the field of play into the end zone and then out of bounds, the defense is awarded a touchback. This ruling conflicts with the fumble that goes out of bounds in the field of play. In this case, the ball is brought back to the spot of the fumble. Although the rule does coincide with all changes of possession when the offense puts the football into the opponent's end zone. Kickoffs, punts, interceptions that end in an opponent's end zone result in a touchback. Regardless of our opinion on this discussion, one thing is for certain. This play will continue to be debated for a long time. That's another edition of NFL 101 on Westwood One. I'm Gene Steratore. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota volleyball next. It's twice as nice to stock up and save with big BOGO deals at your neighborhood Cub. Hurry in today for the Big BOGO Sale. Stock up and save on family favorites like USDA Choice Beef Bottom Round Roast or all-natural pork shoulder roast. Buy one, get one free. Black, red, or green seedless grapes. Buy one, get one free. And Kemp's Ice Cream, you guessed it, buy one, get one free. Don't miss the Big BOGO Sale. Going on now. My Cub, my way. The seventh-ranked Gopher volleyball team finally opens its season tomorrow afternoon with a home match against Michigan State at Maturi Pavilion. The same two teams will play again on Sunday. Gopher head coach Hugh McCutcheon says he's excited to get the season going. Yeah, I think it's important to compete. Um, we've been, you know, on hold here since August 11th, and and as you said, right, the last time we played was December 21st or 22nd, something like that, of, of uh, 2019. So it's been a while, but... Um, you know, we're excited to get going and see. And, and yeah, I mean, it's going to be unique. Obviously, there are all kinds of challenges that we're going to have to manage and deal with, just the different rhythm of all of it, um, regardless of any, you know, health issues. So, yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a little clunky, I'm sure. But uh, just the fact that we get to go out and play, I think that's really cool. McCutcheon says they have to take the season one day at a time in the middle of this pandemic and see where the season takes them. We're just going to try to control the things we can. And, and do the best we can. And and if we're good enough, great. And if we're not, we're not. But, um, you know, there's just so many variables uh, that you've got to try to at least manage that I think it's just going to come back to what we can do, what we can control, the stuff beyond our sphere of influence we can't spend too much energy on. That's Hugh McCutcheon, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm.
1540 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Friday morning. Talking to head coach of the Laker girls basketball team, Rachel Johnson, just completed her first week as a head coach at the high school level. How has the, the first week gone for you, coach? You know, it went pretty well. Um, had some highs, had some lows, and we're ready to get back to work today. Let's talk about the highs. Your first win as a high school head coach coming last Saturday against Aiken. Uh, how did it feel to, to, to get number one on the, on the old resume? Yeah, um, it felt it felt really good, and uh, more so than my first win. I was happy that the girls got their first win of the season. Uh, they went out and executed our game plan just like um, we had asked them to, and they got that first win. Followed up with a, a dominating defensive performance against Thief River Falls on Tuesday night at home. It's only six points allowed in the first half in a 52-24 to win, I believe was the final score on, on Tuesday. It was good to see everybody getting involved defensively, not just the starters, but uh, the bench too. Correct, yep. Um, Thief was a great game uh, for some of those bench players to step up. They know that they have holes to fill and roles that they need to jump into and embrace, and it was really good to see that on Tuesday night. Uh, and we saw that last night too. Kate Stern stepped up and had some major minutes. So did Amara Peterson. Um, and then our little post rotation we've got going on with Kylie Price, uh, Ava Gilbert, and Maya Anderson. They did a great job as well. Your leading scorer has missed the last couple games, Captain Sarah Tangan. But uh, sophomore Abby Larson's filled in pretty nicely for her. Yes, she is. Yep, Abby has stepped up, um, and she's really been working on when we come out when we come off those screens, she's pulling up for a nice jump shot um, and varying that with going in for a layup too. So I'd like to see those decisions she's been making on the court. Let's talk about uh, Pequot Lakes last night. Uh, the first time you're going to see these, this Patriots team in three nights falling last night. Uh, you had the lead in the second half in uh, uh, 11 to nothing run, I believe by Qu- Pequot Lakes put them in the lead. And then the comeback uh, fell just short, uh, ran out of gas, some some foul trouble. Uh, take us through the uh, the game last night from from your standpoint. Yeah, so we at halftime we talked about um, we just came out a little bit flat right away, uh, which is something that we can't do. We want to make sure we set the tone um, and make sure we're coming out on top right away to make sure um, that we set ourselves up for success. And so we just talked about, hey, we're starting the game over second half. Um, please set the tone, go out there and do what you need to do because you're fully capable of doing it. Um, and they did a great job of doing that. It was just a little bit too late and we couldn't get over the hump. Um, and so the girls are really excited that we get to see them um, n- next Thursday and try again. Junior forward Alex Betcher, 30 points in the loss last night. Talk about Alex's game. Yeah, Alex has really stepped up this year. Um, of course, she was a major player last year too um but she was kind of our energizer bunny last night uh got the girls going and uh was able to get everyone to rally around her uh, and step up on the court what's the status of uh sarah's ankle injury do you think she's gonna be back on tuesday against park rapids yep we're looking at it today i'm hoping for good news and then we'll go from there but hoping to have her next week Park Rapids uh, lost to Crookston last night, 54-18. to 18. What do we know about this Panthers team for next Tuesday? 
Um, they've got some returners. We're going to watch some film today uh, and get scout ready, and then we'll tackle that on Monday for sure. Uh, have a good recovery gr- day for the girls today just because uh, we've had a long three weeks here, mm-hmm. uh, which is great, but they need some rest on those feet, and we'll come back Monday, prep for them on Tuesday, um, and see what happens. Are you worried that the girls are going to overlook this this Park Rapids game? You, you see the score, 54-18, to 18, and they, they know they've got a rematch with Pequot Lakes, a team that they undoubtedly feel that they can beat this second time around. How are you going to keep the girls from overlooking uh, Park Rapids on Tuesday and not get too excited for Thursday at home against Pequot? Yeah, they, they understand that um, we go game by game, um, and especially right now, they understand that each one is a gift and something to look forward to. So I'm really not too concerned about them overlooking Park Rapids, and we as a coaching staff will make sure uh, that they don't overlook them either. You want to share any changes you're going to make from Game 1 to Game 2 with Pequot Lakes, or are going to keep that uh, close to the chest? Um, probably going to keep it a little close to the <laughs> chest right now. Oh, come on. Uh, when we got home. Yeah, I know. When we got home last night, I watched the tape and already started clipping some things that we can work on and improve and talk about a couple different strategy things. So we'll see what happens. Laker girls team two and two. Their next game is uh, on the road in Park Rapids next Tuesday, right? Is it a, it's a, it's a road game? Correct. Yep, we're okay. in Park Rapids on Tuesday. Awesome. You can find the full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. Head coach of the Laker girls basketball team, Rachel Johnson. Thanks for joining us on The Wrap today. Thanks so much. Can't wait. It's finger looking good. Sweet. Dude. All right. If you missed any of the show today, you can go back and re-listen to it momentarily online at the all-new KDLMRadio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Can't wait a moment. Well, lots going on. We've got Go For Hockey tonight. Not on KDLM, but there is Go For Hockey tonight. Uh, second game in that back-to-back against Arizona State. Gophers winning 10 to nothing yesterday. Gophers currently ranked number four in the nation. Timberwolves return to their home floor tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, a team that beat them in Atlanta on Monday afternoon. Minnesota's lost 10 of their last 11 contests. They are 3-10. Cat, Rubio, Wancho all still out tonight due to COVID-19 health and safety protocols. The Wild going to host the San Jose Sharks tonight for their home opener. Minnesota's 3-1-0. The Sharks are 2-2 on the season. We have got Laker girls hockey on KDLM tonight. Making the trip all the way up north to International Falls. Charlie, taking one for the team and making the trip up there. 7 o'clock pregame show, 7-15 puck drop from Bronco Arena in I-Falls. It's Laker Girls Hockey on KDLM tonight. Find that full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. You're in tune to KDLM Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. That's a wrap for the sports wrap. We're back on Monday at 9.30. Off the record with Zeke begins after CBS News.